0: For Tough Studio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. I don't know where Aaron Rodgers is going to play this season, but I do know that Tom Brady 100% will play. I also don't know where that will be, but I am now fully confident that Tom Brady is coming back and playing, and there's nothing that's going to change my mind. Good, I love it. Even if he puts out another Instagram post like he did last year saying that he was retiring, I'm still not believing it because last year he did that and, of course, came back. And here's the reason why. I was like 75% he's going to come back. But I'm now 100% because I saw a picture. A picture tells a thousand or says a thousand words. A picture's worth a thousand words. Okay, whatever. yeah, How whatever. We get it. Draft booty. Yeah. Um. So what do you think this picture is that I saw?
1: I think you probably saw him on the beach somewhere
0: without a shirt on. No, did not see him on the beach without his shirt on. That would actually make me think that he was more leaning towards not playing. Oh, was he in the gym working out? He was not in the gym working out. It's actually not even a picture of Tom Brady I'm talking about.
1: Oh, it's got to be Giselle down in Costa Rica running around with the jiu-jitsu guy. That's exactly right. (laughs) There you go.
0: There's a picture of Giselle, of course, Tom's ex now, and this jiu-jitsu instructor who she was rumored to be dating and she they claim that no they're just friends and this guy changed her life and blah 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 um but i mean like where are the kids
1: in all this like are the kids going to school is anybody taking care of them or are they just running around with nannies what are we what are we doing here i think they're with antonio brown i think that's probably <laughs> where <laughs> I think so. they are um, I all mean, like, right these guys are everywhere but like where the kids are right i mean where where the? where do they go to school i don't know i have no idea that's a that's a good she's yeah. running around. Are these photos like, you know, every other day from Costa Rica?
0: I mean, what like what's going on? Well, yeah, so they're on horses. The two of them are on horses with no children in sight. And are they naked? They are not naked on horses, oh. no. But it does look like this. So maybe he's watching the kids. Maybe he's got the kids. I don't know, man. I swear this Joaquin guy is wearing a TB hat, like a TB12 hat. It almost looks like it. He can't possibly, but it almost looks like it. But yeah, so I mean, these two, I mean, they could deny it all they want and all their friends and it's platonic and she needed him in his life. and it's No, no, no. These two, 100% are romantically involved. And if I'm Tom Brady, who had to fight with Giselle every offseason to play, and then they end up getting divorced and he has this opportunity to play without her chewing his ass out, and now you see this picture of her and jiu-jitsu instructor joaquin horseback riding in costa rica let me tell you
1: something i'm signing a five-year contract right, so who had it worse brad pitt or tom brady in what way like with the with the relationship whole thing you know like you're you're saying that you feel like that uh, giselle kept tom from playing or didn't want him to play anymore that's what and that. maybe gave him the ultimatum
0: of not playing I think that's exactly what happened. Yes, I mean, and that led to their their issues. And then she says, "Listen, if you're going to go play, then I'm going to. Me and Joaquin are going to have some fun in Costa Rica." And where are the kids? What are the, what's going on with them? I, I, like I said, I don't know. So, okay. what, Brad Pitt in what way? What did Brad Pitt? Well, he
1: got into it with uh, what's the name? Uh,
0: Angelina, Angelina Jolie. Jolie.
1: Yeah, I, they they're always fighting about something. Yeah, but they was, got like 19 kids. They got like a whole baseball team of kids. Right. What are, they, what are they fighting about? They're not still together, are they? No, they're they? not, but they're, they're, but they're always fighting about something.
0: I don't know. There was some incident that, I don't know, he denies. She said that he got physical with one of the kids on a plane or something. Yeah, that's what I'm
1: saying. All that kind of crap is out there. Yeah,
0: I think that he probably, Brad Pitt's been accused of abuse. So I think that Brad Pitt's probably in a worse situation. Well, yeah, probably. I would think so. But, I mean, Tom Brady's going to come back and Brady. How many kids do they have? Brady and Giselle? or no, 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 Brad and. Uh... But they also adopted a bunch of kids. I think they have seven, seven children. Brangelina, Brad, and right. Angelina. I saw them at F A O Schwartz one time. Really, with all the kids? Yeah, it was
2: crazy. They shut down like F A O Schwartz and they they left me mingling around. And that's yeah, what entitled celebrities do, you
1: know. Yeah,
0: when well, they they were there with all their kids around, their right, hey, leave us alone. No, it looks like it's six. If this is from People Magazine. Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt have six children. Maddox, Pax, Zahara, Shiloh, Knox, and Vivian. Those are the six kids. So I would say probably that he's got it worse than, right. than Tom Brady. So,
1: Well, here's Al in Rockland County. He has an update. Al, what's happening? Good morning, guys. How are you? All, All right, man. great. What's going on?
0: I don't know if you guys saw the picture earlier in the week on Twitter of Brady in Miami with his kids looking at schools.
1: Well, oh, there you went. go. Okay, so he's got the kids this
0: week then. That's what it looks like, yeah. Yeah, it says Brady tours Miami private school for his kids after Giselle divorced. Does that mean that he's going to play for the Dolphins? Does that mean he's going to Miami? No. I feel like he's playing,
1: though. You got to feel like he's playing. Man, if Tua I mean, because uh, by, by the way because Tua is in the same situation remember he's in the same draft class as Burrow and Herbert mm-hmm. and Burrow and Herbert will be getting contract extensions after this year. They're they're already discussing the parameters of those discussions. What is Miami doing
0: with Tua? I mean, I don't, what is Tua doing with Tua is the is the initial question, right? right. I mean, what what are the Tunga Vailoa's thinking about Tua's future in the game of football? I right, how about
1: Duke thing. in Minneapolis, Minnesota? Duke, what's happening, brother?
0: Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, man. good. I uh, read on TMZ, the kids were with Giselle and the jujitsu guy is training all of them. Yeah, so this is. I'll read you this, all right, note, So we got, well,
1: you know, our audience is all over the place. They're, they're either looking for schools in Miami or they're with the jujitsu ju- ju- guy yeah. getting jujitsued out there in Costa Rica. Yeah, yeah. So we're all over the place yeah. here, Duke. What it's, is it?
0: Well, Duke, I, hold on. I'll, I'll read it. it. I'm reading TMZ right now. Hold ah, on. TMZ, okay. It says Giselle's camp initially claimed Valenti, meaning Joaquin Valenti, had been tagging right. along on family vacays to train her and her kids. Mm. But. They've certainly appeared to be awfully couply this month. First, they were seen jogging while appearing to share AirPods, and just days later, riding horseback with none of Giselle's kids in sight. That's from TMZ this morning. If you look at the Costa Rica pictures, the kids are in it right behind her. Are they? So TMZ's in full of it then. That's not good. And then our last guy basically has got to be full of it. I mean, what are they I don't know. know. What they, what, I've they seen. Were say, what I think, what they were saying is not only were they in Costa Rica or whatever, then the picture show the kids. They're talking about the time before when there was no kids in sight. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So, Duke, you think that these two are banging each other? Oh, god, yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. to so. yeah. be honest, Duke. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, by the way, Al, I saw where you got AirPods yesterday, and you were underwhelmed. Yeah, they're going back. Going I mean, back. Did you go to the Apple store to get them or no, did I you
2: order them on I ordered app- them online, Apple online. Yeah. But, you know, I got the the AirPod Pros because I was like, oh, noise cancellation. It just keeps telling me to put, in order to do noise cancellation, they both have to be in my ears while they're both in my ears. So I it's just like, I don't want to deal with this. Well, why
1: would you want to have noise cancellation when they're not in your ears?
2: Exactly. But the, the, the machine, like when I'm trying to switch it to that it's telling me they're not in my ears when they're in my ears. So I was like, you know what? It's too much involved in these one little things. Like, I'm out. I'm your Bose
1: headphones. Are all, they're always are
2: great. And they're not cheap, these. No, exactly. They're 250 Yeah. That's what I was like for 250 I, I don't want to be worried about finagling with things. Just
1: do what Eddie does and what his wealth management team tells him to do. Don't buy things that cost $250.
0: Right, Eddie? That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do they also tell you to continue in the independent yarn business and make advent calendars? They they yeah, suggest that th- that may brings in more money than this. Believe it <laughs> or not. <laughs> uh, Steve is in Red Bank. What's going on, Steve? Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, uh, Boomer. With all this Brady stuff going on, you asked the most important question, which shows your character: Who's watching the kids? Ah. Anyway. Mm. On to my real, uh, question. So, I was watching this thing last night. They some call it a sport. The slap, they're like, if they're slapping each other. Yeah, slap yeah. They're yeah. Calling, yeah, they're calling themselves athletes. The Dana's calling it a sport. Now, don't get me wrong. There's probably some skill involved, but to me, it's just a spectacle. I just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on, like, it, it's just, to me, it's not a sport. Like, like, what's next? can kicking? Yeah, as far as calling it a
1: sport, I mean, I, I, you would think there's really, the only thing it, it really comes down to is who can deal with the most pain is what it comes yeah. down to. And who gets knocked out and who doesn't get knocked out. You're not
0: even defending yourself. Right, exactly. Now, it really is amazing. You want to talk about irony. The fact that Dana White is behind this slap league and he was caught on camera slapping his wife. I mean, that's just incredible. And then this thing just kept going on and on and on and nobody stopped well, maybe it. Maybe an expert. Uh it sounds like it. Yes. Um you want to talk about uh guerrilla marketing. Uh but anyway, so I've watched this. It is mind-blowing watching these people take these slaps and then pass out. Now, this is uh this is all it's not here in America,
1: right? I mean, it's Yeah, was no, around Vegas. Here. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize they were doing it here.
0: Well, now it used- it's used like a, know, something you see in Uzbekistan or something. Well, that's where they were doing it, and then oh, okay. it got very popular, and now it's been over and brought over here. So the, I showed Al a video last week of a guy who actually won a slap box fight, and his entire one side of his face was so blown up that it was just unrecognizable as a face. How much? Uh,
1: how much money
0: did he win? That I don't know. And I'm not what sure. Does, what does he do in his real life? I think I think this is probably a professional slap boxer now, I think, is a thing. I'm sure like he's, he's got getting an paid. Is accountant or anything? He's social studies teacher. Well, I mean, I was thinking like, you know, the, how the NFL referees
1: have, you know, another job when they're not refereeing. Yeah. <laughs> some are, you know, accountants, some are principals of high schools, things mm-hmm. of that nature. Right. You would think that maybe one of these slap boxers... I remember you and... Um, What's his name? Gallo. Yeah, Gallo we did, did this. It here. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, that's right. I know you were ahead of the curve. <laughs> uh, well, this is when it was getting popular. Nothing like watch watching it. two NARPs slap the crap out of each other. Oh, it was great. It was. I enjoyed it. It was a lot of. It was a lot of fun. But yeah, I mean, Eddie hates violence, and there's a lot of people out there like Eddie who hate violence, and who <laughs> says you have to watch it. And, but for me, like, you know, I like boxing. I like seeing these things. And I'm not going to lie. When I watch these videos, I'm entertained by them. And these guys, it's, they're signing up for it. They're, they're making money. They're doing, you don't have to watch it if you don't want to. But it is, it is intense. And when they slap each other, it's like, oh, like that sound. And then they use the, like, rosin on their hands. So, like, this big cloud of white powder goes up. And then a lot of them, there's two people behind each slapper to catch them if they pass out so when uh when you
1: get is there like a a time limit an inning limit or is it just until the first guy falls down and doesn't get up i'm not sure and can you slap the same side of the face every time you have to i think it is the same side of the face yes every single time. So over and over and over. like You get slapped like 10 times in the right side of your face. And
0: who determines who goes first? Yeah, actually. See, I was not prepared for this conversation. <laughs> the <laughs> caller brought it up, so uh, I, I don't know the answers to any of those and questions. And are there weight classes? I don't know the answers to that either. It's something that I will look up now, um, but all I've seen is I've seen videos of this and it's entertaining to me. Uh, Tim is in the city. What's going on, Tim? Hey, slap league guy, with a blown-up face, $5,000 for all that damage to his face. Well, that's I it? These, that's it. I hope to God these guys have insurance because it's going to cost them probably five times that amount to fix up what went wrong with his face. Oh, man. that That, to me, now that's depressing. I thought this thing was blowing up now and people were going to get paid. But you're telling me that guy only won $5,000 to get slapped like that and be that abused? That's not good enough. What are you looking at there? It's the slap fight? League? Yeah, I'm, I'm
1: looking at Logan Paul and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold. Slap fighting championship. Uh, Schwarzenegger and Paul together with uh, Fanmio and Punchdown are bringing you the premiere of slap fighting championships.
0: You're telling me that Logan Paul and Arnold Schwarzenegger are going to slap each other? No, I think they're behind it financially, but oh, okay. I don't think
1: that they have anything to do with slapping each other. Okay, because that I'd watch, and obviously, so they're gonna. It's gonna be a new combat sports with sixteen different matches, including three time champion Zale Zelweski <laughs> taking on the American slap fight sensation, the Crazy Hawaiian. <laughs> but that was last year. Okay, that was last year. The Crazy Hawaiian. Yeah, well, that's was it. The Crazy Hawaiian. Oh, and he was
0: fighting that guy, Zale, with a question mark. So Pete Hoffman, the producer of Tiki and Tierney, is telling me that uh, a former UFC guy that I guess he knows, they offered him, this slap league, $2,000 to do it and another 2000 if he won. I mean, who's taking that? This is ridiculous. Guys, I mean, if you're going to get... This to- was aired on TBS, by the way. These guys got to get better agents or something. Get the crap kicked out of you like this for four thousand dollars! My God, power slap! Power there you slap. go. Yeah, what was that guy's name? The crazy Hawaiian? Well, that
1: was one guy from last year, but I I'm not really sure. All right, there's uh, the rules of power slap as governed by the Nevada Athletic Commission. So let's take a well. We can look at the rules. So. Yeah, take a look at the rules.
0: See if anything jumps out at you. Mom and Dad went to a show, they dropped me off the Grandpa Joes. I kicked and screamed, said so please. Yeah, man, this reminds me of Jalapeno Dream. Back in the day, this is the kind of stuff we played. Nirvana. Was this on Bleach? It was on... Yeah. Yeah. I don't
2: think I've ever heard this song. Really? No. This might have There's been on Incesticide. Oh, okay, all right.
0: <laughs> Which had uh...
2: Incesticide? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know you weren't a Nirvana fan. Come on, Nirvana. Yeah, but you know,
2: <laughs> Incesticide. Yeah, all right. Yeah, we uh, now Eddie's got you saying Incesticide over and over. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, I love Nirvana, man. That was that was great playing all those old songs, stuff like that. It was just so simple. But like, they just repeated the same thing over and over again, but yet yeah, I loved it. Like mm-hmm. grandma take me, oh, grandma, this, me with the long hair back in the day. Oh, and, and you just, you'd say the same thing over and over again. Yeah, but when you're that age, man, it's rock music. It's the
2: greatest thing It all heard. matters. It's also like the Aaron Judge song we played earlier. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. saying his name over and over Same again. Same thing
0: over and over again. That was it. All right, Jerry, what's happening over there?
2: We're well, we brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com and by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. So you guys have talked about Micah Parsons and the tweet and him having to kind of walk it back a little bit or at least fight people off that are you know claiming that it was about Dak Prescott and all that. Well, Source, uh, Sauce Gardner's got himself into a little bit of a jam as well, uh, because he played uh, Madden during the NFL's Tuesday night gaming event, and his quarterback of choice was Mike White. It was not <laughs> Zach Wilson. <laughs> He's no dummy. His tweet about 20 minutes ago, quote, I never subbed Zach out for Mike. When I got the controller, Mike was already in, and he was throwing dots, so there was no need to take him out. <laughs> Tough
1: spot for him. Yes, yeah, so a very no. tough spot for him. He's
2: defending himself. Hey, yeah, You know what? That's oh, Come on.
1: I'm not going to make a big deal out of that. And by the way, well, we all kidding. know that they hate Zach Wilson. So it's <laughs> a little old story. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. So we, we've, we've lived it. Yeah. We've seen it. Yeah. By the way, your Cowboys whacked five coaches today. I saw two yesterday. Three more today oh, or five yeah. more today? Total of five. It was Mike McCarthy one of them? No, he wasn't. Everybody's five. wondering, like, what is going on down at that Big D right They're now? Pissed
2: off ownership, that and then, then on got. top
1: of it, you got Sean Payton, and uh, according to Pro Football Talk, some of his um, uh, second-round
0: interviews come like to a screeching halt for some reason. Mm, Something's lost bogging on him down. Man, I tell you, this is a this has been an interesting offseason for the Cowboys already. I mean, you got that Twitter account, you got Micah Parsons, now you got Jerry Jones whacking coaches been crazy that is uh yeah
2: well we'll see what happens which anyone's of uh significance leon Lett. really yep offensive line coach uh wow that one surprises me i thought i actually thought leon Lett would be a coach there forever really i did yeah i did that's wow how about that they okay. have parted ways with joe philbin yeah, right leon Lett. right
1: rob davis None clarence hill I mean, there's a big difference between like George Edwards
0: and Skip Pete. <clears throat> I saw Skip Pete like oh yesterday. That was yeah, a surprise man. to me. Huge difference between whacking and Leon Lett and Joe Philbin. <laughs> big difference between those two. I would think so, yes. Is uh, John Fossil still there? He's still
2: there. How about Dan Quinn? Uh, he's still there, but he is also interviewed for that. a number of jobs. And so is Kellen Moore, I understand. People feel like he's probably closing in on the
1: uh, Denver job if if Sean Payton doesn't want it. Why would they go down that, I don't know. Didn't they all just four, do this with Vic Fangio in a defensive Right. Guy? By the way, all four guys, coaches in the Final Four here are offensive background coaches. Mm-hmm. And the only guy in the divisional round that was a defensive head coach was Sean McDermott.
2: How about that? How about go. that, Jerry? How about that? Well, a lot of offense from the Eagles this season, as we know. Niners have been really good since well, all season, really. But Brock Purdy is unbeaten. Jalen Hurts knows a thing or two about him. Those two played against one another in college. Here was Hurts yesterday, uh, impressed by what Purdy has done.
1: I have a lot of respect for him. Um, he's, he's always been a, a really good player. He has a lot of moxie. He makes plays. Um, and he's been doing that since college. So there's no surprise to him when he was given this opportunity to see the success he's having now.
2: And a lot of Hurts' success has been the receivers that he does have, which is pretty impressive. Uh, one of them is A.J. Brown. Now, I didn't see this Saturday night. I guess Brown was caught on video on the sideline, kind of being a little animated, if you will. Moping. Um, he says, I'm just a competitor. I'm never the receiver there to, to go on the sideline or to try to cause like problems on the sideline. I'm not that guy. I think, I think that's what you can describe as a diva, or whatever the case may be, but I'm not that
0: person. Yeah, not that person, although I'm complaining about not getting the ball. Both during the game and after the game. In the game, they're winning. Yeah, I know. Well, I the offense never really got
2: on track. They only threw, for See, like, 160 yards. Yes, but I thought most of that quarter when they kicked the crap out of the
1: Giants yeah, and, and then they the game. took the, you know, pedal off the middle. Right. But the Giants couldn't do anything against their defense. <laughs>
0: exactly. So told, they never really got into the game. Right. I told Boomer earlier I had over A.J. Brown receiving yards in that game, and I knew with the way the game flow was going that I wasn't getting what it. What was the over number? It was, like, 74 and a half. What did he finish with? 20 something, 22. Kimball yeah, short. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, once once they got the huge lead, yeah, it was like, 100%. screw it. And they needed the Giants to score for them to keep passing. Yeah. And then Miles Sanders, every time he got the ball, it was like nine yards of carries. Right. So I mean, would once would stop doing Brian that? Brian Dayball
1: won for um, fourth and eight there with the second series or whatever that first or second series. And it ended up with a um, think potential grounding. <laughs> that was the first series, <laughs> it was wasn't potential it? Potential yeah. grounding. And next thing you know, the Eagles are in the. Uh, End zone again, and it's fourteen and nothing before you know. Yeah. I think it was the Giants the second time. It was the drive, second. How they because their
2: first
0: drive was pretty good. I thought they got to the Eagles side of the fifty. Yeah, they but they did both times. That was their first two drives. They moved the ball. Okay, I'm almost positive. Yeah, you make a lot of errors, man. Is what I'm Eddie's about to play, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it was the second drive
2: of the game. <laughs> Chiefs Bengals on Sunday night. Here was Patrick Mahomes updating his ankle injury.
0: I'm doing good, you know. AFC Championship week, ready to go. How's the ankle? It's doing good, you know. I've done a few days of treatment, a few days of rehab. Uh, excited to get on the practice field and kind of test it out uh, and uh, see where I'm at. But uh, it's feeling good so far.
2: It is funny, though, how I like. I love Championship Sunday. But when you get towards the this stage of the season when there's just two games i like enough of it already. Like, play the game. And it's yeah, only it Wednesday. Was, uh, oh, no, by Thursday. the way, that, was, that
1: was the first
2: series. It was the first series for the for the Giants. Yeah, I was yes. wrong there, Cherry.
1: <laughs> Making worse. It was the second series... <laughs> your error. While the second series ended in an interception. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> that clip will never get old. <laughs> right. <laughs> so funny. Huh. Here's Joe Burrow. He's very familiar with KC. played him twice the last two seasons. And really
1: basically a month apart each time so you know we know them they know us
2: it's going to be a fun one. Oh, it's going to be great. And he seems uh, into it for sure. Uh, Sixers nets last night. Philly wins 137-133. Tyrese Maxey had 27 off the bench. Joel Embiid, 26-10. and 10. And James Harden, 23.7 assists, had 8 points in the final few minutes in big spots. Here was Seth Curry, a game-high 32. He says, tough loss. Obviously um, a really good team, so uh, just a little bit more... A little more emotionally playing in an arena like this with, like I said, good, good energy, good, good fans. And, you know I mean, just, it, was, it was a big time game tonight. That place was, for what I watched, on fire last night. For a regular season game, pretty good. Nets home for the Pistons tonight while the Knicks are in Boston. Um, this evening, both teams in action. I got a clip from your guy, Jay. We have not heard from this guy in a while. Because, quite frankly, the Warriors haven't been all that great. Uh, But this is your guy, Tim Roy. Warriors, I guess they were down one here late looking. And keep in mind, at this point, uh, Steph Curry had already been ejected for throwing his mouthpiece in disgust earlier. I would say it was 116-114 when he got ejected. A couple minutes later, here they were going
0: in for the win. David will throw it in. Draymond Green orchestrating. Thompson curls right. He's not open. Pass to pull inside. Layup is up and good. He scored it with a second to go. Zaire Williams will throw it in on the baseline. Waiting, looking. Throws into Bain. Bain will just chuck it down the floor. It's no good. The Warriors get the win. Pull went back door on the baseline.
2: That's so there, guys. It was tight. So 122 120. They win the game. Tim Roy on Warriors Radio. As you mentioned, Curry getting uh, ejected in this game for throwing the mouthpiece. Also, from yesterday, uh, what's interesting here, let's play this. I want to, so we'll keep it to the NBA. Talk about a guy that's got a good attitude. Mm-hmm. You would consider Kwame Brown what when I say his name?
0: <laughs> a a, uh, a bust. And the reason I'm laughing is because Kwame Brown, I know, says a lot of crazy and funny stuff. So I know whatever you're about to play is going to be great. It's
2: interesting. It yeah. is interesting because they were talking. He was on the Pivot podcast. The Pivot. And they were asking about pivot time. like his status in the game. Like, look what LeBron's become.
0: Uh, here was Brown. Being a bust is better. How is that? LeBron can't do what I can do. They take pictures everywhere he go. I was a bust. Ain't nobody take pictures of me anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but you're still big as hell. You can't sneak nowhere. I'm a fit in a, I am can fit in a Corolla. <laughs> <laughs> he's great. Yeah.
2: I actually thought that was pretty funny. So there you I go. Can, so and he so has embraced Corolla. the whole bust notion. <laughs> yes, I would say so. He's, uh, he's taking it in stride, as they say.
0: And I believe the guy in the clip is Channing Crowder, the is former the uh, Dolphins linebacker who goes, what? <laughs> How so? What? That was actually pretty funny. Um,
2: I think I got to the bottom of this Uber Eats thing. Okay. I've read about three or four different arg- articles on it. It was a video board operator that apparently did order this, and they must have given him a way in. So this doesn't seem like a setup. How he got down there, I don't know. I can't tell you. But it was a legit order according to a couple of the articles that I did I could see the people in the arena
1: you know, same type of service industry people and appreciating what this young man was doing for a job and saying, I have to deliver my food. I work for Uber Eats and it's four and they probably gave the guy's name and he's the video board operator. I know. I mean, that's that's unbelievable. Yeah.
0: But yeah, so I guess there's no press dining at Duquesne University gym. Well What does that matter? What do you mean, what does that matter? He's ordering Uber Eats. He couldn't get a free meal up there if he's the video board operator everybody else does in the press no, box. Have you been I to this Serena?
2: I mean, in terms no. of letting an Uber Eats guy into the building like that.
0: No, no, that's, that's different. I'm just saying that's a different conversation altogether right i'm just thinking like this guy is up there starving and he's in an arena apparently like, there should be some food around there for him right you, so you
1: but but so you've never been to du- duquesne pittsburgh and everything you've never been there uh, well is that like no. a gymnasium is it like the rack kind of thing like where it's
0: i don't know i don't know they, you know i can't i
1: can't imagine it's like a big arena is is it on campus
0: Uh, I I don't know any of that. Duquesne to me was, uh, Duquesne and Robert Morris were two college basketball programs that uh, that were there, but we didn't pay much attention to. I mean, Pitt basketball was the one that we paid attention to. They play in Cooper
2: Fieldhouse on campus, most likely. Well, that I don't know. The capacity is 3,000.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry, right, 3500 so, so maybe it's like a student center or something, and this guy just walks in, and I guess so.
2: It's great. I said to Al this morning, last week we're at Michigan State, we get in with the bus into the tunnel, we get in bomb-sniffing dogs before we're allowed in with passes, and this guy walks in with McDonald's. <laughs> different. Yeah. Very different. So, But it does seem like it was legit, and there was nothing uh, too stupid or goofy about it. And then this comes from Tuesday night. Syracuse lost to North Carolina, seventy two sixty eight. Um, here was a very disgusted Jim Beheim, if you will.
0: The second game he lost by four points in the span of eight days. Why can't the yeah. team close out games? We're good. <laughs> That's
2: it. I'm still coaching there. Yeah, yeah, I honestly, know, I, yes, I, yes, yes. I, I can't get stand that
1: me. reported. To talk to Gerard Gallant and find out why we can't close out games when we get the lead in third period. Wollgren with Marner and Cam. Did we get overtime? Marner with the puck. Warner, goes to the
2: net, mm-hmm. Mitch Marner, the game boomer. Okay, <laughs> Maple <laughs> Leafs beat the Rangers. I mean, come on, overtime. Temme, come on, do by, something. By the score of three to two, Islanders lost again to the Senators. Two uh, one was the final, so they've lost six in a row, and I think nine of 10, 10 of eleven, whatever it is. Ugh. And then I also want to go back to. Um, I want to play something for you, I and mean, we're gonna. I was thinking to do maybe a Twitter poll. Okay, which is worse? Now, we've heard guys jump calls, so let's play one, and we'll put one against the next one. Okay. I'll play mine. Eddie, why don't you play yours first? Well, tell me what you think of this one.
1: Benataris field goal Good. try for the
2: win. <laughs> All right, so they're the, uh, the color analyst in that case. That was a Super Bowl. Yeah.
1: Terry's field goal Good. try for the win. <laughs>
2: And now, here I bring you back to Tuesday night with the Devils down a goal <laughs> in the final seconds. Crowd comes alive. Hughes for Brett across the line. Byers one for Hamilton. Right wing. Goal! Goal! So, Chico, Resh, or maybe Boomer, what would you say? Chico, five times win.
0: <laughs> well, I think that the audio, you know, apples to apples, Chico is worse, but the magnitude of the Super Bowl that it's happening. So, how do I phrase this on Twitter? I was. What is more egregious? What's a more comes alive. Hughes for Brad across the line. Fires one for Hamilton right wing. Goal goal! <laughs> <score>! <laughs> oh, sorry.
1: sorry, we can't put so we can't put pictures and um, polls together, but we can put video and polls together. No, you cannot. No, no. You can't do any of that. Actually,
2: yeah. Okay. By the way, why are these play-by-play guys
1: so slow? Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> what the hell are you, you looking can't. at? I saw
2: it right there in there. Let's because go. field goal Good.
1: try for the win.
2: Good. Here's why. He's still setting it up. Like the the guy's it up for nothing the to do except to talk and react as opposed to the play-by-play guy telling you what's happening as it's happening. All, he's, all the analyst is doing is just <laughs> sitting there watching. Oh, Good. All the analyst oh. is doing. Oh, okay. In that spot, yes, you have to react to what happens. Sometimes... You guys jumped the gun. <laughs> well, oh, a I could have used Austin. Very, very I was looking for a third one. Uh, Who's this? Austin from the Purdue game last year with oh, me. Yeah. I was looking for it. Th- I said to Eddie, I'm like, can you think of another one Jump on the call? He's like, let's go. Right. right? Which th- And they enjoyed. That's fine. But that would have been a good one. How did you feel gun. about it? Oh, I don't care. I do not care. Right, well, it seems like you do care because you're bringing it up. I think it's funny. Kind of like Michael
1: Parsons. You know, I, you, you put it out there and, and you kind of like subliminally telling us that you do care and you want your analysts I don't to shut know the, the hell, hell up. No, I do not. I actually don't care at all. And by the way, have we heard from Jerry Jones at all this week? No.
2: Not yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where's Sean Payton live? Let's find out where the jet is. Or the yacht. I don't know. Yeah, but we're, we're worried about you. I do remember when he hired Bill Parcells.
1: He it, was over it here in of,
2: But it came out of nowhere. I had that one. and I, Was that you? Yes. Because I remember it was the NFL today. I remember you might have been. I, so I, had I called Beningo immediately. I'm like, are you watching this? Like, Bill Parcells. No way. And then he got him on the jet, never let him off. So you wonder, is he somewhere with Peyton? I don't know. Someone would be all over that, though. But no one was back then. Well, this right, so flight Bill Parse, aware. Bill though, Parcells, is, by the way, oh. Bill Parcells is running this
1: whole thing for Sean Payton. By the way, if you watch, what do you mean? He's 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 right in the mix,
0: helping Sean Payton. Oh no, and believe you me, if they can get to the Cowboys, they'll get to the Cowboys. And we've seen a lot of the college head coaches that are rumored to jump from one program to another. They follow these private jets on flight That's aware. That's interesting. And I all know all that. of these fans know where these planes are going. Wow. So, so you
2: would know if someone's tracking.
0: Well, do you the know Jones the tail jet? number
1: for uh, Jerry Jones's jet?
2: Do you know that? Do I know? I
1: do not. Somebody
0: does. No idea. Somebody knows. Somebody at that airport or that FBO would say, "Yes, this is where he's going," and then it would get out there. I'm Those sure. meetings have got to be just intense. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs>
1: Yeah, maybe. That would be exciting. Well, they're letting, they're letting go of all these coaches, and there's a chance they could lose their defense coordinator to become a head coach sure. somewhere else. <laughs> that could be the time where it's like, okay, we're wiping them all out, and Sean Payton's coming in.
2: The other question, too, is, and I could be wrong about this, I don't think Mike McCarthy has spoken since Sunday. I don't think anybody has. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. And The other the other point about all of this,
1: if Jerry is going to end up firing Mike McCarthy, if that's the case, may may not be. Uh, then he's got to go through the whole Rooney Rule interview process and everything else. is gonna. If he wants Sean Payton, and everybody knows he wants Sean Payton, that means the uh, it will be sham interviews when it comes to trying yeah.
2: to meet the Rooney Rule. Yeah. I'll like text Marvin Lewis and be like, okay, done. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. Especially when it's been out there for, I don't know, years that he wants Sean Payton. Sham. Yeah. The whole thing's a sham.
0: Gio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. The controversy continues with this Uber Eats guy that I believe now is apparently a DoorDash guy, not an Uber Eats guy. So we have to get that correct. It's DoorDash, not Uber Eats. That was on the bag. So someone sent me this tweet. It said, breaking news This was from this morning. The delivery guy that walked onto the floor at Duquesne last night was not from Uber Eats. He was from DoorDash. And he was also fake per Austin Hanson TV. Shocking twist in the saga of the lost delivery man. So if you go to Austin uh, Hanson TV's account, he is the assistant athletics director and content development for Loyola Chicago, who was Duquesne's Opponent last night. And if you haven't seen this video, a DoorDash guy with a bag of McDonald's walks onto the court at a college basketball game while the game is going on looking to deliver this food. So this Austin guy says everyone keeps asking me what happened with the DoorDash guy in the court. Here is my angle, and he posts a video. Then after that he says, I did not order the McDonald's, even though it was being delivered steps from my camera camera position. This kid was clearly doing a prank for YouTube and TikTok. You can see that he is wearing a microphone and tons of students were filming them with their phones. And he does indeed in this picture have a lavalier microphone on him. All right, well There, <clears throat> there you go. It's all set up then. And he goes, they didn't kick him out. He just casually walked back into the stands with his McDonald's in hand. And he goes, I will personally tackle anyone else who does this. Just let the athletes play the game without worry that they are going to get hurt by a stray delivery person. So this whole morning, you're figuring out who ordered the thing. Get that kid a deal. DoorDash, NFL, get a deal. Everybody hire him. Super Bowl commercial. Well, apparently it was a total fake. And at least according to this guy from Loyola, Chicago, that it was a total fake. And he won and we lost. Now, that's his <laughs> thats his whole thing on this. Now, I don't know if that's... It's that actually ingenious, though, because the, the guy,
1: obviously, you know, has gone viral. Yeah. And it is a very interesting look, to say the least.
0: And he looks like he's like a lost delivery guy. Yeah, it was, it was perfect. I mean, I totally bought it. Now now you've got to make it into a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, see, now I think if it's fake, then no. Well, if it was real, then yes. But people don't like the fake stuff. Okay, know? yeah. Like, there was a... A documentary called The Axe Wielding Hitchhiker. And he was this homeless hitchhiker that was in a car with someone who lost their mind. And the guy in the car ended up crashing into a utility worker who was working on a telephone pole and pinning him up against the pole. Then the guy got out and got crazy and started attacking a woman who was trying to help the guy that was pinned. So this this homeless hitchhiker takes his axe out and he ends up he's got a hatchet the hatchet wielding that's where the hatchet wielding hitchhiker and he starts hitting the guy with the hatchet and he's a hero because he saved this woman's life and the other guy went to the hospital was pinned against the car and he gave this unbelievable interview after that happened and it was real and it was honest and he became a superstar he was one of the first big viral sensations and he ended up Going on to Jimmy Kimmel and the people who produced the Kardashians wanted to give him a reality show. And the point is, now, he ended up committing a murder years later and he's in a jail somewhere in New Jersey. But that's what the documentary is about, which is crazy. But my point is that the reason why everybody wanted that guy is because they believed that he was authentically yes. different. right? Authentically different. Now that we know that there's a chance and probably that this is fake. This guy no longer is interesting. If he was just a total, hey, I'm doing my job. I'm getting this McDonald's to the guy who ordered it because I work for DoorDash and I've got to do that. And I don't care what's going on. Then that's great if that's the truth. But it's, if it's a hoax, then it's a hoax. That's I don't
2: fake know. news. Sad.
0: Yeah, it's kind of sad, actually. Now that
1: you put it there. But I have to say that the kid acted. The acting was great. Yeah. He, he fooled just me. like uh, like a walking around like aimlessly. And he was a delivery guy and just happens to walk on to the court
0: where the basketball players are standing. It is a genius prank. Yes. It fooled many, many people. Mm-hmm. I'm the one of them. And I think that that his acting was great. Everything was perfect. It was it's just some, that it's just fake. It was just ended up being fake. And the guy who from loyal Chicago is absolutely right. I mean, he's, you know, a bunch of people were filming before he got on the court. He had the lavalier mic on there. And who, who ended up winning that game, by the way? Uh, Duquesne ended up winning the game. All right, so the home team won the game. So
1: from that standpoint, okay. Uh, by the way, did uh, our jockey have a pick last night
0: or not? Yes, he lost. Okay, he ended up losing. Yep. So,
1: so kind of in a win-loss, win-loss kind of situation right now. He's in a little bit of a funk. Yep. I
0: would say that he's in a little bit of a funk. I do. I, I don't know if I want to talk to him today. No, but, no, no, no. We're not going to talk to him today. But it's, at some point... We have to address him living with strippers. Okay, we will. Because a lot of people were, and he's got the dentist appointment tomorrow, by the way. So Tomorrow's to, a
1: big day for him.
0: If you want to talk to him tomorrow and, and just hammer it in his head not to screw it up again.
1: No, um, it's out there. Everybody knows what's going on. Everybody that's supposed to be contacted is contacted. There's right. no reason to get in the middle of it anymore. Everybody just does. Their responsibility will be fine.
0: And a lot of people were tweeting me yesterday or texting me his tweet yesterday going, what's going on with this? You got to get to the bottom of this. Him living with strippers strippers and many girlfriends that he had that were strippers back in the day. Mm. I mean, what a life. Let me tell you something. What a life Eddie Brown has lived. This is just another chapter.